Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I guess I better say something. I was expecting Jason Kenney to walk into the room with that music playing. How are you today? Jason Kenney, the uh, leader of the, what is it? United Conservative Party of Alberta. See how quickly we forget. So I was trying to get Jason on the show and... uh, I've known him for 20-odd years, 25 years, and uh, apparently not possible, but we're going to talk to our good friend John Hempy from Chorus Radio, Alberta. He's with News Talk 770 in Calgary, so we'll talk to John in just a moment. I want to tell you as well that uh, we'll be joined by Richard Lawhorn in the next hour, Corresponding Secretary of the Alliance for the Treatment of Intractable Pain. He's an advocate for chronic pain patients. U.S. President Donald Trump declared a medical emergency in the United States. And it has to do with opioids, but what does it mean in real action, and how will it affect up to 110 million Americans who are suffering with chronic pain? Now, we have our issues in this country as well. We've talked about them at great length, and we've talked to patients. And we'll do that again after we speak with Richard Lawhorn about the Trump move we're going to be joined by two uh, Canadians, Dan in uh, Ontario and Barb in Saskatchewan. They are trying to get by with the new guidelines and the new regulations because the guidelines have become regulations, regardless of what you may be told. They are. Doctors are terrified that if they don't follow the guidelines, they're going to be jumped upon by their medical colleges. And so who pays for this? Who gets hurt? is the chronic pain patient. You'll hear two Canadian chronic patients in the next hour. What else do we have for you? Something that uh, will catch your, really catch your attention. We're going to be speaking with an RCMP inspector, an active duty RCMP inspector, who will be talking about what concerns him about the Mounties, about the force. And he's quite prepared for any fallout that may result, that uh, fallout from management of the RCMP. But he feels that he must tell how he assesses what's going on. He doesn't think that management cares about the uh, the ranks, and he has a lot to say about that. We'll do that in hour number three, and we'll be joined as well by Atoya Montague, She still continues to struggle with the RCMP as far as her sexual harassment charges are concerned. Her trial continues to be postponed. And Ms. Montague, whose name was used by Ralph Goodale, the public safety minister, 
on the day that he held the national news conference and spoke specifically about named four women who were victims of sexual harassment in the RCMP, and then immediately forgot all about Atoya Montague. He mentioned her. He completely forgot about her, and uh, Ms. Montague hasn't heard a word from Mr. Goodell, maybe from his representatives, but not from him. What's the matter, Ralph? Sexual harassment. You've heard of it, right? Someone, someone, someone in the federal government... Have a look at Atoya Montague's case. Her trial, her case, her court case continues to be set back, set back, set back, set back, date, 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 date. And she's running out of money, 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 money. And she's on the verge of bankruptcy. We've talked to Atoya about the fact that she's really running short of money because, well, when you continue to delay the, 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 the case in court, it costs the person who's bringing the case to court money. Jason Kenney is the leader of the UCP. Let's have a listen to a few words that Mr. Kenney issued last night in his victory speech. If we work hard, stay humble, and earn every vote, we will ensure that this deceptive, divisive, debt-quadrupling, tax-hiking, job-killing, accidental socialist government is one and done. So, I mean, that could have been anybody. That could have been any victory speech in any political arena at any time. It was Jason Kenney. It was in Alberta. And specifically, how does that victory of Jason Kenney resonate this morning throughout uh, Wild Rose Country? John Hempe joins us, Chorus Radio News reporter, who's been covering the, uh, the leadership campaign and is also with News Talk 770 in Calgary. John, thank you for the time. Is this a particularly celebratory day in in Alberta with Mr. Kenny, uh, now the uh, the prodigal son, home leading the new Conservative Party? I think for for both Conservatives and even for those on the, on the left side of the spectrum, um, I think there's celebration going on today to to a, to a large extent. I mean, let's start with the Conservatives. There's there's a clear direction forward. There's actually a face. There's somebody who's going to lead this new United Party going forward. So I, I think, you know, there's a lot of happy faces on that side of the equation. There are some people who are dejected. We'll talk about them in a second. Go to the left side of the spe- spectrum, though. And I talked to Deputy Premier Sarah Hoffman last night. You know, she congratulates Kenny, but on, on, on the flip side, she also says, you know, we know who this person is. And I think, you know, for them, it confirms what game plan they've been working toward in terms of trying to, um, you know, to position him and position this new party. Um, you know, a lot of those personality politics, um, they know where they're going to go in 2019. They know probably the targets that they're going to go after in 2019. In the middle, there is a group of people, um, and you see it on Twitter, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, Roy, I don't know whether or not it's just a bunch of Twitter voices or if it's a bunch of real voices. Uh, but there are people who would identify as red Tories today sitting there going, hmm, I have some decisions to make. Uh, because the social conservative leanings of Jason Kenney, despite a bit of a pivot, which is something we could talk about last night, despite that pivot, um, they, they know going forward that um, they, they want a new home. There really is a, a choice now to be made in 2019, no question. There's the NDP with Rachel Notley, and then there's a, a very conservative Jason Kenney who will provide, I'm sure, a lot of opposition and a lot of 
uh, incoming for the uh, for the NDP between now and 2019. What about the other two candidates for the leadership? Do they still have a significant role to play in the party? And uh, what's the feeling between them? You mentioned yesterday there was a lot of kumbaya going on leading into uh, into yesterday. Well, let's start with Doug Schweitzer. He was the underdog. And, I mean, talking to him yesterday, he's gung-ho. He wants to be able to uh, get a get get the opportunity to run in the 2019 election so, so long as he gets Mr. Kenny's uh, uh, blessing to do so. And I think he's willing to talk policy. He wants to have his voice heard because he does represent... Uh, millennials, which will be the largest voting block in the 2019 election. Uh, so I think he has, you know, I think he's all aboard. Brian Jean did not talk to reporters last night. He's going to talk to reporters tomorrow at the Alberta legislature. Uh, he did put out an email to his supporters, you know, saying thank you for all your support and thank you for all your support over the last two and a half years, which my eyebrows raised just a smidgen on, on kind of when, when somebody starts talking about the past, I don't know if, if there's a future necessarily. Uh, but he has said, you know, in, in any time that we've talked to him, he'll, he wants to be there going forward. When Kenny brought him up on stage last night, he bounded onto the stage. He, he seemed somewhat, uh, you know, engaged. So, um, Jason, uh, Brian Jean is the one, I think, though, that, that we, we want to watch in the next, say, 24, 48 hours and see what his next steps are. John, what about the relationship between Jason Kenny and the Alberta media? Um, you know, I think so far, to be quite honest, I mean, it's been, I mean, it's, it's like working with, any politician to, to a large extent, there's a volley back and forth. Um, you know, I, I, I don't find it terribly different um, than, than dealing with any of the other politicians in this province right now. Um, you know, I, I would contend that, uh, at least from my my interactions with him and his communications people, that um, he would be more open than Stephen Harper to to going on, on talk shows and, and taking interviews and those kind of things. Um, if, if you remember the Harper days, I mean, it was, it was like trying to pull teeth to get somebody to talk to you sometimes. Um, Jason Kenny doesn't seem like he's necessarily in that vein, but then again, he's only been leader now for, for what, 12 hours. So. Yeah, and I tried to get him on today. Well, again, here's the thing is that the Kenny camp has, you know, um, the, the phrase that I would use to describe how the Kenny campaign has run is it's highly stage managed. You know, I'll take you back to the PC leadership convention. Um, on the day that he arrived uh, for the start of that convention, uh, he drove up on Stephen Avenue Mall, which is kind of like a pedestrian slash passive vehicle uh, walking street in, in Calgary. Pulls up in this truck that he's been on uh, a, a province-wide tour in, and gets out. and There's a unimic set up in front, and and he and he, all, all the people who are behind him are you know far back enough so that when the cameras look at him, uh, they are you know they're crushed in the background, and and they have little pockets. They've all been briefed on how to cheer appropriately and those kind of things. So this is a highly stage managed affair. When he won the PC leadership, it was the Sunday after that we had our first chance to talk to him. Uh, today, we have a chance to talk to him in about 90 minutes from now. And so this is there's a script to how the Kenny campaign plays out if they don't like to scoop themselves. Yeah. Somebody said to me that Jason Kenny needs to become the Brad Wall of Canada, with Mr. Wall stepping aside very shortly. I thought that was a fairly astute commentary to make because there clearly is a is a vacancy there. Mr. Wall appealed to so many conservatives and was, according to polling, the most popular premier in Canada, regardless of which party you were looking at or supporters you were talking to. So there's an opportunity there for Jason Kennedy to become the Brad Wall, the next Brad Wall. I spent more than a decade uh, working in Saskatchewan uh, with the news talk stations there, and I can tell you that the rise of Brad Wall actually – I worked, my very first job was in Swift Current in television, and I covered Brad Wall. It's been more than 17 years now that I've covered Brad Wall. 
you know, there's a different personality to Bradwall than there is to Jason Kenny. I think that that's a very fair commentary. Um, you know, Bradwall is the kind of person who, um, off camera and before the before the tape starts rolling, you know, will share with you a, a joke about something he saw in The Simpsons last night. Uh, I don't know if Jason Kenny is in that same model. I I haven't had a chance to get that close to him. Uh, but Bradwall has also allowed himself to be very vulnerable with the media as well in, in Saskatchewan, where um, you know. When uh, I go back to my time at News Talk, you know, the whole Premier's Picks thing that he does on the radio, um, you know, that that's a pretty vulnerable spot for a politician to let him be, you know, be inside of. I don't know how vulnerable Jason Kenney will be. And I think a lot of that speaks to how Bradwell is perceived in Saskatchewan and across the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I mean, I remember one day we were, uh, we were waiting for Bradwell to uh, call in. And it was the only time that he was late getting on the show. When we did get him on the air, he said, Roy, I'm so sorry that I'm late, but I was at the Canadian Tire in Swift Current. I was having the propane tank filled because we're having a barbecue tonight. And the guy was taking forever to get it done, so that's why I'm late. I'm sorry. I thought that was so human. You know, so I didn't pull the, I didn't pull the usual talk show host bit of a, where are you? <laughs> and, and that's classic Brad Wall. And, yeah. and the thing is, I, I don't think a lot of us have been able to get close enough to Jason Kenny to know what, you know, what kind of things make him tick on that more personal level. We don't, you know, we, we don't really have a, a great personal sense of Jason Kenny, I think. And maybe that's the thing that we'll see now that he has this leadership, now that he's not having to fight for the title uh, among conservatives, um, because, let's face it, the UCP makes up, well, the, the, you know, the, the people who elected him as leader uh, make up 2% of the eligible voters in, in all of Alberta. Mm-hmm. Now, now Jason Kenny has to convince 98% of the, you know, the, the other 98% that he, he's the man for the job. And maybe we'll start to see some more uh, layers peel back as, as we go through this. John, can I get you to hold on? I have a couple more questions for you. For sure. John Hempy is with us, Chorus Radio Alberta reporter on the election of Jason Kenney as the leader of the United Conservative Party of Alberta. I'm really interested to find out what John thinks the relationship is going to be between Mr. Kenney and Mr. Trudeau. Now, Mr. Trudeau will try to ignore Mr. Kenney, I suspect, because he'll say, well, he's the opposition leader and I'm dealing with the premier. But I don't believe that Jason Kenney is going to be the kind of person who will allow himself to be ignored by Justin Trudeau, at least not all the time. But how will that relationship work and what should we expect from Jason Kenney when it comes to his relationship with Mr. Trudeau going forward. They were both members of Parliament at the same time. What about now? We'll talk to John Hempy about that when we come back. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. My question is to you is going to be at one eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight. Is it possible now in two thousand and seventeen, heading toward two thousand and nineteen, is it possible for a truly conservative government or a conservative party to become elected as the government of a major constituency in this country, whether it's the federal government or a provincial government? Is it possible for a truly conservative party to become the government of a major constituency in this country? whether it's a province or federally? Or has this country drifted too far toward the center or center-left for a conservative party 
to be able to be elected. Uh, at the Roy Green Show on Twitter is where you'll find me. Uh, tweet me there. Uh, what a debacle. At what a debacle tweets. Keep it real. These are changing times. People don't want politicians that sugarcoat issues anymore. And uh, at Dean Michael HOR1, governments have to adapt somewhat to the changing times or forget ever governing at all. 1-800-263-2428. Is it possible for a conservative party to form the government of any major constituency in this country, be it a province or the federal government of Canada? 1-800-263-2428. John Hempe, Chorus Alberta reporter, is with us. He's covered the leadership campaign for the United Conservative Party of Alberta. What do you expect as far as a relationship between Mr. Kenny and Mr. Trudeau to be? Do you think that Jason Kenny's going to, because he knows Trudeau, he's seen him perform, he's been in Parliament with him, he's seen him both on and off the stage. Do you think he's going to try to draw Trudeau into an exchange or a series of exchanges, John? I, I think he, he's, he's long talked through this campaign of, I'm going to take the fight to Justin Trudeau. Now, I think Quite honestly, I think I think Jason Kenney is looking at 2019 and beyond a lot of times when he says that because I, I think that he, this is this has never been a campaign for the leader of the PC party or the leader of the UCP. This has been a campaign for the premier's office all along. I mean, you know, I think this is, winning is the goal for Jason Kenney, and so he's talking about I'm going to take it to Justin Trudeau. I'm sure we're going to hear a lot of it in the media. You know, he's going to he's going to take the liberals' task a lot of times in 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 the things that he says and shine spotlights in areas that he feels he can score points with. And so, you know, by all means, I think he's going to be putting it out there. I think you're right, though, in, in, in kind of went before we went to break, where, you, you know, your analysis that maybe Justin Trudeau will sit back and go, well, you're, you're, not, a, you're not a premier, you're, you're, you're a party leader, you don't even have a, a seat at the legislature. Um, there's a lot of people who yell at me, and we're just going to keep on doing business with Rachel Dolly. John, thank you so much for the time yesterday and today. You're a really knowledgeable guy on these issues. Much appreciated. All right, thanks so much. And just, you know, as you go into your listener segment, one last thing. Yeah. You know, Alberta is definitely known for beef belt buckles and, and boots, right? But there's also some Birkenstocks around this province, too. Really? And I think that's a thing to keep in mind as, as uh, Alberta continues to evolve. So anything is possible. Birkenstocks and 10-gallon hats. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, John. Cheers. John Hempe, Chorus, Alberta Radio Reporter, 800-263-2428. Do you think a truly conservative party could win a major constituency in this country, federally or provincially. Uh, I don't know that you can call the, the, the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party a truly conservative party. They seem to be more liberal than conservative as far as my reading of them is concerned. Um, Rob is in Toronto. Rob, I'm going to do two things, talk to you really quickly here and then put you on hold and come back to you. Okay. Do you think a conservative party could lead a, a, win a major constituency in Canada? Yes, absolutely. Okay, don't go away. Oh, he, I said don't go away, and I, and I cut him off. 800-263-2428 is the number. Call us back, Rob. 800-263-2428. Is it going to be possible for a really conservative party to win an election in this country? We'll come back.